I believe a cabal of secret societies has controlled the world for over 200 years. And we get to be alive in time to see it fall. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify him, crucify him. And it totally backfired when Jesus said, forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe that the deep state or shadow government is trying to destroy America and that soon those involved are going to be completely exposed as America unites to destroy the deep state. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that the worldwide news media simply repeats 4 a.m. talking points produced by this criminal cabal and that it will soon be exposed for the entire world to see. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that George Soros is funding violent socialist groups to destroy America. And it will totally backfire. As America wakes up, unites, and takes their country back. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. That God has raised up an army of God, His remnant, His red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that the patriots have legally established over 150,000 sealed indictments that will soon be unsealed. And we finally will see justice established with military tribunals. I believe that Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan and that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven so that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that Obama and Hillary were exercising a 16-year plan to destroy America. And the Lord God Almighty saved us by allowing Hillary to be defeated by an anointed Donald J. Trump. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply, and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you. And I hope you'll join me and all the blessed to teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today.
Here we are on Friday, April 28th, 2023. Welcome to Word and Worship. We're going to be going over chapter 7 of the book of John, where it talks about Jesus at the Feast of Booths. And uh, it's going to be a wonderful time of just digging into the Word of God. We're also going to be doing that with music as we worship the Lord God Almighty. Um, I'm looking so forward to that. So somebody's saying no sound. I just think that's backstage. Let me know if there's any problems with anybody else or that's just Linda's, uh, Linda's uh, computer. But uh, I see uh, Facebook and Rumble Rants going fine. So let me know how the sound is for everybody because we're going to be playing some beautiful music here in a second. But I first wanted to bring on my partner, Crime, to open us up in some prayer and, uh, and talk a little bit about what the Feast of Booths is all about. Uh, here's Gus. How are you doing, Gus? Shalom, shalom. All right. Would you mind opening this up in just a, a, a prayer? Amen. Awesome. We're going to be talking a little bit about Jesus and the Feast of Booths. Um, and uh, Gus, any, any uh, thoughts and, and just a highlight of what you think the Feast of Booths and what, it, what, what, what the theme of tonight is about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Yeah. Well, the main thing it's a celebration of the harvest, right? Is one of the biggest things, and. And so it obviously kicks off um, the beautiful time of the harvest and celebration and thanking God for that. It's also a time when they literally would go out and build a booth. And I did this last year where we kind of, I have a patio type thing. We just decorated it with lights and candles and, and, and harvest items, you know, such a, and, and they would li literally live outside with a leafy stuff just in the remembrance of them being in the wilderness for 40 years and God providing the bread of life like you talked about, manna from heaven and the water from the rock and all just supernaturally, their sandals didn't wear out. It's basically a celebration of that time. What a beautiful, beautiful feast it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
Yeah, that's awesome. So obviously we want to get everybody's hearts right before we really dig into the Word. Sometimes worshiping and praising Him with music that's attached to Scripture can open our eyes, right? So we're going we're gonna to start with that. We're going to start with open the eyes of my heart, Lord. And uh, this is a, a special part here that talks about I'm going to get to the right one. There we go. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope which he has called you. So know what is the hope to which he has called you. It's a real important thing to understand for yourself personally. That's Ephesians 1.18. That's what the song sings about. It also talks about to see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Several verses talk about that that we pointed to in Isaiah 57. It says, for... Thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. So the, Isaiah 57, 15 and Matthew 7, 2 says, And he, Jesus, was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became as white as light. Obviously, the Mount of Transfiguration where you see him really high and lifted up, right? Pour out the power and love it talks about. Ephesians 1.19 says, What is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might? Ephesians 1.19 1 John 4.8 says, Anyone who does not love God does not know God because God is love. And then it says, Holy, 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 as we sing holy, holy, holy. Isaiah, the Old Testament, as well as Revelation, the New Testament says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Let's open the eyes of our hearts.
lift it up. Gus is now unmuted. Gus, would you mind reading these scriptures now that everybody can hear you? <laughs> the heart of hey, worship. Hey, everybody. <laughs> you, missed a, you missed a real good prayer the first time around, but we're going to do it again. Uh, we apologize. It's, this is live, not Memorex. So. <laughs> Abba, Father, we thank you, Lord, that even when we make silly mistakes like this, it gives us the joy of the Lord to spend time with you and to share your word with others, Lord. We just pray for tonight. We invite your Holy Spirit in to this group, this massive group of people on all platforms, BitChute, Rumble, Facebook, whatever they may be. Lord, we thank you for this space that you have created where we can come together in you, one mind and one accord, just like in the upper room. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us together where we can feast on the bread and the wine, your word and your spirit. We just pray that you're with us, you lead us and guide us through this entire broadcast, Lord, as we celebrate you and bring glory to the Father. Amen. Amen. All right. Yeah. Live show. Sorry, that was Rick mistake. And so uh, with that, Gus, would you mind singing, I mean, saying the verses to this next song, The Heart of Worship. Um, you mean I don't have to sing them? <laughs> they don't want to hear me sing them. Right? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> All right. We got, uh, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing that I've made it. If anyone would come after me, this is Jesus speaking, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. That's Mark 8, verse 34b. Worship the Father in spirit 
and in truth, and it's John 4, 23b. You search much deeper. You're looking into my heart how things appear. Only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. That's 1 Samuel 12, 24. Amen. A. Let your heart, therefore, be wholly true to the Lord our God. And that's 1 Kings 8, verse 61a. And third verse we want to highlight for this song for us to meditate on and, and digest is King of endless worth, how much you deserve, all I have is yours. Psalm 146.10 says, The Lord reigns forever, your God, for all generations. And 1 John 2, 2 says he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and also for the sins of the whole world. Praise God. Beautiful song. Let's get our hearts right before we dig into the word of God. This is the heart of worship. simply come longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required Such much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart Sorry, Lord, for 
music <laughs> praise god you know what i thought of uh, holy spirit dropped in my spirit hebrews 4 12 for the word of god is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow and he's a discerner of our thoughts and the intentions of our heart amen that's what we're saying about there he sees our heart he looks into our heart and knows you can't you can't fool big daddy he, he knows <laughs> yeah. And that's why those first two songs we open up with open the eyes of my heart and the heart of worship because uh, I think when we really yes. have that love for him and that worship then we can soak in and actually learn the word of God even better and that's what we're going to do right now is dig into John 7. Um, we just finished up 6 last week if you want to go back to see that and we've gone through all the way from John 1.1. 1, 1 all the way through John 6, and now we're starting John 7, each Friday night. Go ahead, Gus. Amen, amen. Yeah. I was just going to say, he's prepared a table for us in the presence of our enemies here tonight, so let's let's enjoy. That's awesome. <laughs> let's that's awesome. eat a little bread of life. And again, much apologies for uh, having Gus muted there for, at the start of the show. I think the music was muted as well. So, uh, But now everything it was. is right. <laughs> we, have, uh, we have it all working now. Um, 
I've got to make sure I mute it when during the introduction. I've got to make sure I unmute it so that or or that we have everybody else mute during the introduction. So we'll we'll, we'll work that out as we go forward here. But here's um, this, guys. If you mind reading the first chapter here, or the first yeah the first chapter here. First little section there. Sure, well, uh, Jesus at the Feast of Booths. We've already well in our introduction we explained the Feast of Booths. In case you didn't catch that part, it's in <laughs> Leviticus uh, twenty three thirty four. Talks about the, the the Feast of Tabernacles. It's also referred to. All right. Um, and it's on the fifteenth day of the of the seventh month, which is Tishri, which is our month of October to September, September to October. Anyway, just a little food for thought. They, they saw your body language when you were talking about that last time, so maybe they. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help. I must have a little Italian in me, or it's from hanging out with Amanda all the time, talking right. my hands. <laughs> but I think they did hear me discuss um, the actual. Um, the, okay, the actual you did. You were the one. So, yeah, so they heard that part. Good, so. good deal. All right. So I was the only one they didn't hear. Me. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, so verse 7, or chapter 7, I'm sorry, verse 1. After this, Jesus went about in Galilee. He would not go about Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of booths was at hand. So his brothers said to him, Leave here and go to Judea, that your disciples also may see the works you are doing. For no one who works in secret no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. For not even his brothers believed him. That's key right there. His brothers didn't believe him at that point. Mm -hmm. Jesus said to them, my time has not yet come, but your time is always here. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify about it that its works are evil. You you go up to the feast. I'm not going up to the feast, for my time has not yet fully come. After saying this, he remained in Galilee. Mm -hmm. Talk about that first, Rick. You got anything to say yeah. there? Well, it's interesting that if you just, the teaching that we did just about the northern and southern kingdoms and the what really happened to the Northern Kingdom. And they knew that the prophet, the Messiah, was going to be coming from the Bethlehem, from the tribe of David. So everybody was looking, if they were looking for the Messiah, it wasn't going to be in the north, it was going to be the south. So they didn't know that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. They didn't know he was from the tribe of Judah. They, they just thought he was in, in Judea, right? So that's kind of an interesting. And so he's all the way up in Galilee, and that's a long trip down to get uh, to Judea and get actually get into Jerusalem because this was a what they called a pilgrimage feast the feast of booths so there's three of them you have one is Passover and then 50 days later they would come back to Jerusalem um, to to actually do the feast uh, um, the Pentecost and that's why everybody was in Jerusalem during the Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell right we'll be celebrating that we're between those two areas right now a very key time right now and then yeah, God kind of does that. everything around his feasts. That's why they changed our calendar so we wouldn't know this. Exactly. And then the third, the third pilgrimage feast is this right here. So most people, most real, um, I guess, devout um, people that love the Lord or just really were into the scriptures at that point in time would always take this trip. So they're, 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 these brothers are, are accusing him that 
Anyway, what any other thoughts on Galilee and Judea there, Gus? Uh, I think you covered that pretty well. Okay. I think his, uh, I mean, his brothers were just kind of being snarky to him at that point. Yeah. But later on, they believed his brother James wrote a book of the Bible, so they, they finally came around. At least one was... of them did. We know that, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, my time has not yet come. He just knew he was on a timeline that was already established by his father and him through the Testament, all the Old Testament scriptures, because Second Timothy uh, three sixteen remembers tells us that all scripture is given by inspiration of the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit. So all these little nuggets were dropped in the Old Testament. He's here to. He said at one point, "My food is to do the will of my Father." So he's. He's on a timeline. He knows it's not his time. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's got some things yet to fulfill before he gets there. And he knows it's like he's uh, he's got it all within himself. He knows exactly where he's going next. Remember the woman at the well, he walked along and says, I must needs go through Samaria, right? Or was yeah. it Samaria? So he knew he had to go through there. He knew he was going to meet the woman at the well. So mm -hmm. uh, as far as... Uh, you know, in the beginning of John, this is an underlying theme, the light and darkness. Uh, those that live in darkness don't come to the light because it would reprove their deeds because they're evil. Uh, and at this point, anyway, they're still in the world. They're still blinded. Their eyes, their heart is not open, so they don't know the scriptures. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, this is interesting. And, uh, and this whole thing about the brothers that that basically we know in verse five for not even his brothers believed in him. They saw him. They, he, he lived with them. This just shows to me, um, God, uh, what, what Jesus real humanity, right? He was hundred percent human and home hundred percent God. And they just saw the human part their whole lives, right? He was like anybody else, right? And brothers fighting or whatever. Right. So I think that is something that we need to understand is that, is, is that, uh, I'm just going to, make sure that you're pinned to the first screen here too but anyway the that that's that this is real key and i think we can parallel that a lot to today right where we are sitting there trying to wake our families and friends up and they don't believe us at all right so sometimes the hardest people to witness to the hardest people to tell the truth and really understand the power of the holy spirit and what's going on right now is our own family right and that is why we, that's why we're rolling out this new course uh, there's a webinar on sunday night really like everybody to attend that and so if you're on the show note list you'll get a you get an invite to the webinar with a zoom link for sunday night at 6 p.m cst so uh, we need to be able to get really good about um, influencing and impacting our our brothers our our fam others our family right so uh, come sunday night at 6 p.m um, again Get on the show note list. You, go do, you do that by it's free. Just go to blessedteach.com, blessed2teach.com, and get on the show note list. Then you'll get all the links of everything we share anyway. But that, that's real interesting. Um, and it, it's, you know, there's, a, there's some people say, hey, Jesus lied here because he said he wasn't going to go to the feast. Um, but you can see what they said. They wanted to come to show himself, right? They said, come and show all this miracle stuff you're doing, right? Um, you can see this snarkiness that you just said. Leave here and go to Judea that your disciples also may see the works you are doing. For no one works in secret if he's seen, seeks to be knowingly open. If you do these things, show yourself to the world. 
right? How yeah, I like the word snarky that you use there, and yeah. But this could be exactly what people can be saying to us that are in the remnant right yeah. now. That we uh, the be the the most better we can connect with these people. Obviously, Jesus didn't connect, lose the total bond with his brothers, like you said. James came, and maybe others uh, completely came mm -hmm. to him later once he really showed did show show himself. But anyway, I just want to encourage you that if you have disconnect from your families, disconnect from your from your friends. Um, it's hold in there. God's going to show up and show off, and you want to have that bond there when they come back to you. Um, Amen. You, Amen. You talked about this. This uh, my time has not fully come. Right. And that's real interesting because he's on the timeline, like you said, Gus. Right. It's not mm -hmm. like uh, uh, he's waiting on the Father. He's not going to do anything that the Father doesn't want him to do. But if you look at other scriptures in John, it talks a lot about just that. Like you look at John 7:30 later, it says, "So they were seeking to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him. Why? Because his hour had not yet come." We see that later yeah. here in 8:20. These words he spoke in, uh, in the treasury as he taught in the temple, but no one arrested him because his hour had not come. This is a theme throughout John, and Jesus answered them. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. So now here he is going, wow, it's time. Uh, later here. It's almost, here. it's almost like a plug for an upcoming movie or a sequel. Yeah. Like, you're looking for that hour to come all through the, uh -huh. the book, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So God works with his appointed times. And, yes. uh, and we're about ready to go through another appointed time, I believe, in the great exodus and the great harvest. Uh, I agree. Yep. And so it says, now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. So now this is when he's at the Garden of Gethsemane, right? And he's basically, save me from this hour. It's just like as he's sweating blood. Uh, he, yes. and, and so we, and we see here on 17.1, when Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that the son may glorify you. So I believe you are here for such a time as this, just like Jesus was here such a time as this, to actually glorify uh, the Lord God Almighty, and that uh, we are here because we are the body of Christ, right? Jesus is already mm -hmm. sitting at the right hand; He's the head in heaven. He's using His body, and we are here for I believe this hour, and the hour is just about here. So let's mm -hmm. really dedicate ourselves to the word, dedicate ourselves to understanding. Um, and that's why we're going through the entire book of John. I know anything else. And the I'm other expression the father uses often is the fullness of time, the fullness of time. He only one that knows what the, when the full, when, when all the iniquity, the cup of iniquity is full, you know, or whatever it might be, whatever the event is, he knows when the time's full and he's ready to do whatever he's, you know, it's like, Think of that big bucket at uh, Six Flags or whatever. It keeps filling up with water, 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 <laughs> yeah. water. And it spills over at the fullness of time, you know? I love that. Yeah. That's exactly what I talk about when the iniquity is full, right? And then so when the, when the iniquity of the deep state, this cabal, when they, they're they just going to come at us and it's going to get worse, right? That's just filling up the last part of that bucket. <laughs> yeah. And they're getting ready to pour out. Exactly. It's going to pour out. And that's when he's going to glorify us. Remember that. We're his body. Yes. And that is when he's going to expect the remnant to really um, understand the authority we have in Christ. That's one, one of the biggest things we talk about on Sunday night as well um, at 6 p.m. for the, the webinar. Here's a... 
Gus, let's go back to, to this. This is kind of interesting. That the world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that it is evil. Isn't that interesting that he said that to his brothers, the world can't hate you. But they, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's like, why would that be? Well, it's because they were of the world, right? Yeah, and God's no respecter of persons. I guess not even his earthly brothers when he comes here in flesh form. Mm -hmm. He sees all of us as humankind, as one. We're the bride. We're married to Jesus, you know, so... You're either on one side or the other. You can't ride the fence because the devil owns the fence. It's very right. Where he'd rather have you there, you know. Amen. He says in Revelations that I would that you be hot or cold, because if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew out of my mouth. He'd rather have you decide, no, Lord, I don't want you, and then he's there's nothing you need. He's going to give you your free will, or that you be red hot for him. But he doesn't want us on the fence. He wants us all in. Yeah, that's real critical. Some of the prophetic words are saying, you, make your choice. Lines in the sand now. And it's time. Yes. And it's time to. And then time. you look at Tucker Carlson this past week, whatever. I think he's drew a line in the sand for all the media. Yeah. Now's the time for the for them to say, well, I'm going to side with Tucker. I'm coming out of this. Or they're going to stay sided with evil and darkness and lies, mm -hmm. manipulation, you know? Yes, yes. A lot of parallels. Yeah, so we're gonna dig into some more scripture, but first we're gonna jump into, jump into another another uh, beautiful song. And uh, Gus, you wanna do this one again? Do you mind? I'll do sure, the next, I'll sure. do the next one. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. I worship your holy name. Psalms 103.1 tells us, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, in all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we got to speak to our body to say, bless the Lord, you know, <laughs> just demand it, command it to your flesh. And the second line here is you are rich in love and slow to anger. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. That's Nahum 1 verse 3. The third verse we want to highlight to think about here is your name is great. It's great above all the names, right? There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is great in might. Jeremiah 10, verse 6. And we're limited for time here. We could put a whole lot more scriptures right there behind <laughs> that one. But, uh, and then the fourth verse we want to say is, Sing like never before, O my soul, worship his holy name. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. Psalms 30, verse 4. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we know his name is great. He's rich in love. He's slow to anger. And we're just going to sing like never before. Just do it with your whole heart. Worship. Worship him right now. Bless the Lord with him. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh my soul. Worship his soul. It's a new day dawn 
song again Whatever may pass And whatever lies before me Let me be singing when the evening comes Bless the Lord, oh my soul Lord, oh my soul, all that's within me, bless his holy name. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great and your name is great in might. Your holy name. 
bless the Lord of my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. This is slow to anger and great in power. Thank you, Lord. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, worship your holy name. Jesus, I will worship your holy name. Worship your <laughs> we'll do one. All right, the Lord put another scripture on my heart there. It's like you're singing. You're telling your soul, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And it brought me to Psalms 42, 5, where he says, why are you cast down, oh my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Sometimes we just got to speak to our soul and tell it to praise the Lord because the flesh is fighting the spirit all the time. So take that stuff off. Like, like Robin Bullock says, shake it off, shake it off. Shake it you know? off, shake it off. I love it. Amen. Yeah. I love it. And we're going to do one more song, then we'll dig into more scripture in John 7. Chapter 7 is what we're digging into right now. This is going to be worthy of it all. Get our hearts right to learn the word. All the saints and angels, they bow before your throne. All the elders cast their crowns before the Lamb of God and sing. This is our brand new video we've only shown a few times. Revelation 4.10 talks about that. The four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worshiped him that lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. Can you imagine? And we get to see that. <laughs> the second thing this, uh, that we emphasize in this song, it says, For from you are all things, and to you are all things. It's amazing. We talk about Jesus being there at creation, right? And at the end of this one, Revelations 4, 11, when we're there, what are we going to see? We're going to be singing, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you have created all things, and for your pleasure they are and were created. Wow. How beautiful is that? Um, and the third thing I love about the song, it talks about day and night and uh, night and day let incense arise incense is the prayers of the saints it's your prayers for from the rising of the sun even to its setting my name will be great among the nations and in every place incense is going to be offered to my name again incense represents our prayers let's get our hearts yeah. right before god right now as we sing worthy of it all amen rick They bow before your throne. All the elders cast their crowns before the Lamb of God and sing, You worthy of it all. 
Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth.
Ah, I just oh, that one. That one will rinse you out. Yeah. <laughs> a good praise there. Yeah. <laughs> he is worthy of it all, whether folks know it or not. Amen, yeah. amen, amen. Every Ooh. knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus, Jesus is Lord. Christ is Lord. Amen, amen, amen. amen. All the backstagers uh, unmute and say, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. My Lord. Awesome. Awesome. Well, God. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. This puts tears in my eyes. It's to see so many people just praising him. Ah, wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Good. All right, read this next little part here. It's, um, it's in John 7, verse 10. It says, but after his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he also went up, not publicly, but in private, not to boast and everything like the, like the brothers wanted him to, right? The Jews were looking for him at the feast and saying, where is he? And there was much muttering about him among the people. While some said, he's a good man. Others said, no, he is leading the people astray. For yet... For yeah, yeah, for fear of the Jews, no one spoke openly of him. Anything on that, Gus? That's the same thing I'd say is going on till today. Some think he's just a good man. Some think he's a prophet, perhaps. Uh, some know. I mean, what Jesus say? Uh, Depart from me. I never knew you. He says. Uh, it's one thing to know the Lord, to know the word. A lot of people know the word, but to be known by him, like Adam knew Eve and birth of Cain and Abel. It's like getting him inside us. That's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's several opinions out there, but uh, he's Lord. Yeah, and there's more opinions they talk about in verse 14 on. It says, Amen. In the middle of the feast, Jesus went into the middle of the temple and began teaching. The Jews therefore marveled, saying, How is it that this man has learning? He has never studied. So Jesus answered them, My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own authority. The one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory. It's important. But the one who mm. seeks the glory of him who sent him is true, and in him there is no falsehood. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet no one of you keeps the law. Why do you seek to kill me? The crowd answered him, You have a demon who is seeking to kill you. Jesus answered them, I did one work, and you all marveled at it. Moses gave you circumcision, not that it is from Moses, but from the fathers, and you circumcise a man on the Sabbath? If on the Sabbath a man receives circumcision, so that the law of Moses may not be broken. Are you angry with me because on the Sabbath I made a man's whole body well? Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. So Gus, if we come back here about another, some more opinions, right? How is it this man has learning when he has never studied? Any thoughts on that? He never went, he never went to seminary or the cemetery, you know, it's like... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And not to mock people that invest time to go to seminary through expanding on their knowledge of the Lord, but we have one teacher, it's the Holy Spirit, and all we need is the teacher and the word and, and delve into it and uh, 
he'll teach us the word. Amen. It comes straight from him. Yeah. But yeah, they're amazed because he's never been taught or anything. He just knows this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He he doesn't have the, the, he doesn't have what they have. You know, they're, they're the high ranking Pharisees and Sadducees. You know, they got all the information. He, he never went to school with us. How does he know all this stuff, you know? (laughs) Yes. He's listening to the Father completely, and he wants to glorify the Father. That, to me, is a key, right? Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, we have to understand, in our time, the Rockefellers and the Carnegie Foundation gave all kinds of grants to these seminaries. And many of these seminaries teach higher and lower criticism, and people come out of seminary with less faith in the Christ than they ever did when they went in. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and some of these, uh, as, as uh, God's... God's uh, showing us now and revealing that some of these people are literally part of the deep state they're part they're, they're the deep state church or the deep church right so we have to be really careful and uh if you can you can kind of tell i noticed sometimes that these beautiful speakers are sometimes emphasized that we'll give 45 minute sermons right and just do a great job teaching the word but in some ways it's like they're glorifying their speaking capability some sometimes right so we got to be a little careful of that because what do we need to do um and and i really believe if you look at like i don't think amanda grace or julie green i myself gus we didn't go to seminary right but we but we're really love the lord and we're just trying to glorify him and uh, i think you're seeing that i'm not sure about robin bullock and some of these other people but some of the people that are really catching fire right now didn't go to seminary i don't I i know a truck driver in in uh timothy dixon many of these people we've got on just are full of the lord Mary Crowley, and they're t- such great teachers and such prophetic voices. Um, but they're, they're what are they doing? They are trying to seek the glory of Him who sent us, right? Because we're the body of Christ now, so we're being sent. And so we need to really focus on this. Any any other thoughts on yeah. this? Well, we've been studying. We just got through with the Book of Galatians on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and Paul says that he wasn't called by man or men. He was called by God and Jesus Christ himself on the road to Damascus. Uh, and he traveled about by revelation. Everything was from revelation from God through his word. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's imperative that we get it because we don't acknowledge it's not it's not us. Like if, if I suddenly come out with something that sounds, uh, well, like the barrel a little while ago, someone said a great analogy. I, I account that to the Holy Spirit pops that in my head. You yeah. know, It's like I give all glory to God because I'm just a vessel that he's mm-hmm. flowing through. It's, it's kind of like a marriage. It's us working with him. But I just assume give him all, every bit of the glory because all things are by him and for him, mm-hmm. like we just sang, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're instruments in his hand. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, some, some just real key learnings there that we got to be careful of is, is I think also this means that you can become a great teacher or at least a learner or discoverer of what the truth of God wants to let you know. Digging into the scripture by yourself alone with God is a critical thing. You don't have to be listening to me and Gus all the time, right? You don't have to be listening to some other mm. teacher. You can be listening to just the words you're reading on the paper, right? It's the living word of God there for you, right? And uh, and, mm-hmm. and and we don't need a, a, a studied rabbi, right? That's what they're talking about right here, right? You don't need uh, somebody that's gone to seminary or somebody that is uh, teaching every week. So um again just get into the word yourself i think that this is really encouraging 
understand what he's saying to you and your heart, right? This is so the next line there. Jesus is saying, my teaching is not mine, but his who sent me he's referring to his father because his father sent him to earth. So what Jesus teaching is coming straight from the father. He's just the word of the father. There it is. Yeah. My yeah. teaching is not mine, but it's his who sent me. Yep. And, and, and so, I, hmm? well, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, it kind of, kind of goes along with what we were learning, I think last week or whatever. Um, if you know the word and it says it right here, I think uh, that if, if you knew the scriptures, the scriptures that spoke of Jesus, you'd know, Hey, this is he that comes down. He's fulfilling the very scriptures that they're, they're, they're saying that they know and they're not recognizing it. So he's saying, if you're teaching, if, if anyone's will is to do God's will, you will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking my own authority. Yes. Because they would, they would know that his words he's speaking aligns with the old Testament scriptures. Very good point. And I think this goes one who speaks on his own authority and his own glory seeks his own glory. So think about it. There's one truth. It's all the word. And if you're outside of that truth, you're, you're trying to seek glory. You're, you're like saying, God, I know you delivered the word to us and even came as a man to really drive it home and sacrifice yourself for us. But I know better than you because, you know, it's like he's the God that created everything. So we got to you know he, we got to submit to his authority and his mm. it's, it's always best to submit to god trust me nice. <laughs> love the lord with all your heart you won't go wrong uh, amen right. and i think amen. i think there's a little difference between a rabbi and the and the sahindrid and all these people that were before the holy spirit came right and you now so i want to encourage you just all the prophetic words we're talking about use your authority speak their authority now because remember jesus is the head we're the body so the holy spirit is in us and so we can teach with authority we can speak with authority we can pray with authority we have authority of christ in us right so the one who speaks on his own authority to me that is somebody who's not a believer really right and is trying to glorify themselves somehow because they, they're seeking his, their own glory but if you really love god and you are seeking him he's gonna give you authority to speak truth, to pray truth, to speak words of death and life, right? And so to speak death to the cabal, speak life to his kingdom, speak life to the remnant. Um, this is an important point, I think, as well. This is interesting that they think he's a demon. Any, any thoughts on that? <laughs> I think he has... uh, well, the kingdom divided against itself will not stand. Uh, so doesn't have a demon in him he's you know uh i don't know i think they're just searching for answers to to be uh the devil's advocate right so to speak for for real no yeah. pun intended yeah he says why do you seek to kill me and they're like almost joking like nobody's trying to kill you and we know they were in their hearts they're trying to they're meeting in secret so he knew what many other people didn't do yes they were trying to kill him number one right amen and uh and then we have this whole judging him uh, for doing something on a Sabbath. Any thoughts there, Gus? Uh, well, think about what he's saying there. Uh, according to the law of Moses, you circumcise a child, a man, on, on the eighth day. 
And that's kind of work. Their whole concept why they're judging him is because we're not supposed to do any work on the Sabbath back then, according to the law. So if you can perform this act, circumcising a child, and that's okay, what's wrong with me making a man every bit whole, praying for a man and making him whole? You know, their heart's in the wrong place. They're looking at rules and regulations, which I hate to say it, a lot of people are misguided, probably from these cemetery, seminary Mm -hmm. (laughs) people, teaching from the pulpits and they think it's a game of judgment against our brothers and sisters. No, we're, we speak life into them. We speak those things are not as if they are. We encourage them uh, because we know that if you, he lives by the law, dies by the law. If you try to live by the law, like you're going to judge a brother for this or that, you got to keep the whole law yourself like Jesus did. Otherwise you, you condemn yourself, you know? So, yeah, he says you're not using righteous judgment. You're not judging or discerning with love. Yeah, very good point. But judge with right judgment. One mm-hmm. thing one thing that's interesting is if you look at the sign of circumcision, it's almost like, uh, you know, it shows your complete submission to God, your most private parts, and it's about, it has to do with perfecting that part of the body. And so he's going, mm-hmm. going to hear in this, you actually do circumcision, which is perfecting that little part of the body, right? And I heal a man on the Sabbath, which healed his whole body. It's even greater work. And you're judging me for doing something extremely good, uh, perfecting this whole body. And they're probably discussing this, what we studied in uh, in chapter five, the healing of the pool of the Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. Where this, and we played the beautiful chosen clip right then, right? Where you had that man at the pool of Bethesda and you know that uh, he was trying to get in the pool, right, and all that, and and he said, "Get up and t- get up and take your bed and walk." And they had this man-made rule about not walking with your with your mat. Now, how silly is that? With your mat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> carry your mat. Couldn't carry your mat on the Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so they they ignore the fact that he got healed, right? And then they're saying, oh my goodness, so this is, that's that legalism, religious spirit that we see so much in our world today. And yeah. uh, God's really telling that they're trying to wake up our church, wake up those with religious and legalists, understand what the Holy Spirit can do, understand what I'm doing right now. And that's one thing we can pray with that power and authority we were just talking about. Let's pray with the power and authority to bring back wake up our church bring out those people out of the legalistic and religious areas bring the people that that are that are teaching based on their own egos Uh, get them humbled so that they can be used by God we're gonna need every worker right in this great harvest and so it's not time to say hey I'm better because I'm more humble type thing then you're obviously that's that's pride just got right in you right Right. So we need you to can't be, say yeah. I'm so humble. That's not humble. That's, yeah, exactly. That's myself, it's know? it's kind of hard to do. But what we can do is we can pray for these preachers and mega churches. We can pray for those people that have the religious and legalistic spirit. And this is part of asking God to just do amazing things to wake them up. And He's doing it already. But let's let's use our. He wants His body to be part of that. So I feel yeah, feel Jesus, I feel led to go go ahead. Jesus Himself. Uh, says he did not come into the world to judge the world but that the world through him through the word of god he's the word might be saved mm-hmm. so he didn't come down here saying you're doing this wrong you're doing that wrong you're doing that wrong everybody that came to him 
that had sinned. He said, go your way and sin no more. Mm-hmm. You know? So he's all about setting the captives free. And that's what we're supposed to do, not bind them again and tell them what, you know. It's one thing, people outside the church and people in the church, you know, because it talks about correcting the brother and sister inside the church in love. But uh, still in all, he says, judge not, lest ye be judged. He'll arrange the appointments to where he'll set their heart right, where you can have a heart to heart with them and you can explore what they believe about Jesus, what they, he'll open up those doors to have those conversations with us where we don't have to sit here and say, well, you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't, t-, you know, that's religion. That's religion. Right. You know, so, I, so we're all about love. I'm kind of where I feel led that we need to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ who are stuck or been deceived. And, uh, and uh, like I said, the big harvest is coming and we're going to need every, every worker. And, um, so, uh, so let, let me lift that up real quick, um, and we'll get Amen. into a couple more songs, and we'll go into Q&A after that. I know we're probably going a little bit long tonight, but I just uh, feel really that Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for God's knowledge of the Scripture and just the, the beautiful, um, sure. fun it is to, to teach with Him. And just a, it was so cool to see so many people backstage just lifting up and, and glorifying the Lord on that last song, Lord. And, um, Lord, there's so many believers that love you lord they know the word but they're still asleep they're asleep to what's going on in the world between evil and good really they're asleep to religion or cotton religion or to legalistic thinking and there's so many pastors that are compromised lord we just pray for all of them we pray for the sleeping church to wake up we pray for sleeping pastors to wake up and get in the battle we pray for our friends and our family lord bring unity back in Bring unity yes. back in to our friends and family, Lord. Allow them to see the truth. Allow them to see this battle. Allow them to come into the remnant and be part of the remnant and to be, be used for your glory in this time when you've driven a line in the sand, not only between believers and unbelievers, but also believe that between the remnant and those that are caught in legalists and religion. We pray they come out. We pray we need many, many workers, Lord. We don't want to be proud that we're the remnant. We want to be, we want to be part of a growing remnant. Lord, bring many people to blessed teach and put our, put the unifying power on us. The, the Holy Spirit fire come on this ministry, Lord. We pray for Sunday night in the webinar where pe- more people will come impactors to wake their friends and family up. Lord, more people will come out of the legalism and religious and the even the even the deception, and will come into truth. Lord, allow us to be the truth tellers. Allow us to be the impactors for truth, Lord. We love you. And we say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, Rick. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's uh, guess if you wouldn't mind singing this. Uh, I mean, not singing. But <laughs> there we go. I go again. I uh, can. Of me, 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 me. Yeah. <laughs> Mighty yeah. to say. I was just praying that the workers are few. Yes. <laughs> yes, Dave. Okay. The uh, first line we want to highlight here is, My God is mighty to save. Amen. Zephaniah 3, verse 17a says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He's in our midst tonight here. Second verse is, He rose and conquered the grave. Thank God he did. Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures that he was buried that he was raised on the third day 
and that he appeared to Cephas, that's Peter the Rock, right? Mm -hmm. Then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, at one, most of whom are alive, still alive. And that was, of course, alive at that time when when uh, Paul wrote the book to Corinthians. And that's 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 6. And the final verse is, shine your light and let the whole world see. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Let your light shine before others. Matthew 5, 14, and 16. Amen. Amen. You know, thing about light, you never walk into a, a room and turn on a dark. You walk into a dark room, you turn on a light, and then darkness flees. Just think about that. Amen. He is mighty to save.
get into some Q&A now for a minute. If you have a question on Facebook or Rumble, let us know. But it's primarily for backstagers to just unmute and uh, maybe say what the scripture meant to you in your heart or any questions you have. We'd love just a little bit of discussion on that as we go forward. Any Anything that hit you, uh, Gus, on that song? Or... Mm. Looks like we've got you muted now, Gus. <laughs> as we were in the beginning <laughs> everything hits me on these songs it's just uh you know we're called, we're called to be a light to a dark world you know and back to our discussion about judgment and religious legalistic stuff if we just work out our own salvation study the word walk in christ walk like like Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. Cool of the day means his Ruach, his spirit, his Holy mm. Spirit. Just walk with him. Mm. I like to go out of the house in the morning and just keep my mind stayed on him and just I'm um, I'm noticing everything I'm seeing. Every person I run into, unbeknownst to them, they'd be telling me some answering a question I asked them last week about a scripture. They might say something to trigger a thought that makes me you know what I mean? So it's just walk with the Lord. It's just easy peasy Japanesey to this live in love and and be there in case somebody has if you just do that just walk in his spirit it'll make them hungry and thirsty for what we have yes definitely yeah shine our light and let the whole world see mm -hmm. amen amen all for the glory of the risen king <laughs> So, th 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 there's a tough question I don't know really not have the full answer to it says who are the 24 elders I'm cheating and, and, and googling it I'm just duck duck going it right now but anybody have um, anybody have a thoughts on the 24 elders I'm thinking maybe the 12 apostles and uh, the 12 sons of Israel or Jacob maybe right off the bat mm -hmm. but I'm wondering if it's more a uh, if it's more a spiritual metaphor or something i'd never really thought about it yeah revelation 4 4 revelation 4 4 says surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones and seated on them were 24 elders they were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads so we know where they're seated we know what they're wearing we know that they're wearing mm -hmm. crowns of gold um you know obviously 24 is 12 12 squared right so i think that has something to do with the 12 i would guess as well the 12 tribes of israel have represented i'm not sure but what i was taught in the church that i was going to was that they were the elders of the first churches uh-huh like the church of ephesus the church of each of the different churches and i don't know if there were 24 of them so i don't know if they were 24 elders and their partners that help them rule those churches. I'm not sure, but I was told that it was the uh, uh, churches at that time. Awesome. See, the beauty of this is that when you run into things, it's a good question, but when I run into things like that, I deliberately, I said, Lord, I don't understand. Can you help me? And then may not be right then. He's not going to speak with an audible voice and say, well, Gus, the 24 elders are this. <laughs> but if you ask the question, 
he'll bring you in it'll amaze you you it'll build your faith because you'll see he'll come back and answer those questions if he says seek and you shall find i think the problem is a lot of us stop seeking we get distracted yeah. the world the enemy's there right behind try to distract us into the world we forget what we asked and then we 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 don't we don't uh find because we stop seeking but yeah so there's i was just looking at some other areas that's mm -hmm. talking about them i think we talked about revelation 5 8 says and when he had taken it the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb each one had a harp and they were holding um, golden bowls of incense which are prayers of the people so does somebody else have some thoughts mm -hmm. there go ahead I thought real quickly before somebody goes, I, was, I thought on the neighborhood might be a good platform to just put that in like the quizzes or questions and just get different, yeah. solicit everyone's opinions yeah. on our B2B, on our neighborhood.social. Yeah, this is like, it's like four or five different places. All angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures and fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God. And the 24 elders who were seated on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshiped God. And that's at Revelation 11, 16, and Revelation 7, 11. And then, then here's uh, Revelation 19, 14. The 24 elders and four living creatures fell down and worshiped God, who were seated on the throne, and they cried, Amen, Hallelujah. So obviously they love the Lord, and they're, I think they're representative of the 12 tribes, myself, maybe, and, and something else. Or maybe it's, maybe it's the churches, but i never heard of 24 churches, because I know we have the seven in Revelation, right, that it's talking about seven churches yeah but uh, charlotte always has some good input do you have anything on that charlotte <laughs> that's so funny i was just typing stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah now i i think uh robin rob was it robin bullock or johnny enlow talked about it indeed i mean it was too much to take in it was so powerful mm. but i i almost believe he mentioned daniel and those 24 elders yeah. I, you know, I, I have so much in this old brain that God only knows if the right card came up on the Rolodex. Does anybody <laughs> know what a Rolodex is? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. yes. You're and telling it, your age, Charlotte. Um. And th th this article says, we certainly, uh, we know certainly that one of the things they will do is worship around God's throne. As you can see, there are different opinions surrounding who the 24 elders are in Revelation. Honestly, we won't know for certain now. The best we can do is gather as much information as we can and come to the best conclusion possible. We should not let this lead us to argue and debate, but to listen and learn. We won't know for sure. We, we won't know who the elders are right now, but we will know then and at that time and it won't it won't matter who was right <laughs> i thought that's a good that's a good way to do that yeah good question that was a question on facebook from um susan so very susan case caseler thank you so much for that question that's awesome any questions or sharing anything so does anybody else like to share anything before we play our last song and wrap her up would love to get any other discussion oh so linda you had something go ahead yes i just noticed tonight that when you talk about it, well, his time, I thought you were talking about the first miracle. Then I noticed that you're talking about him being arrested. Like, there's twice in the Bible they talk about that. I didn't know that. So tonight. Yeah, yeah. There's actually pointing to the cross. His time was going to be, you know, his mm -hmm. mission to the cross. That's why he was at Garden of Gethsemane. Take this hour from me, right? And so, and then obviously the time has come right beforehand. So. 
he's talking about uh, that his time's not yet is really talking about his time to go to the cross and die for our sins and become the high the priest. Yeah, to become our high priest. What a beautiful thing. Just think about um, that we talk about the mercy seat and the Ark of the Covenant and the Holy of Holies. And then only once a year a priest would go in there to to be that close to God and then after this that that curtain ripped that four inch curtain ripped from top to bottom when Christ died giving us access to the holy of holies ourself in prayer we have the Holy Spirit coming to us we now are the body of Christ and we have access through the head which is Jesus to speak and pray directly to the holy of holies or directly to God the creator of the universe the almighty Lord of Lords and kingdom kings how beautiful is that? That's what that was pointing toward. Amen. Anybody have Amen. any other thoughts about this this scripture on John seven about the feast of the booths or tabernacle or how he was accused by his brothers? How uh, how he was said he had a demon in him when he was just teaching truth? And any other thoughts before we? I thought that the um, elders represented the leaders of the church that were in the four nations that the beast represented, or the four beasts represented. So there was four beasts, and then there was the 24 elders, but they were the leaders of those nations. Wow. I don't know. Interesting. That would kind of go similar into the hand of the 24 churches. Mm -hmm. So... And the article that I was looking had a lot of different opinions. So it's inter it's it's good good discussion though. I mean, what we do know is that number twelve is really important to the Lord, right? And government government means government, right? Mm -hmm. And that uh, that's double that. So that's one of the things that's kind of interesting. Twenty four. So, yeah. Is uh. Man, what does that? Actually the priesthood. Twenty four is the number for the priesthood. Interesting. So that could be another big part of this as well. Yeah. As I say, it might be a spiritual metaphor more than anything. Mm -hmm. A number representing the priesthood. Yeah. Because we're all kings and priests, right? Yeah. It's always a good discussion. I love that. Thank you so, for, yes. for sharing, Katie, because I think we've all learned different parts of that. Um, I just love that. It's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where... The most important thing is the right God, the right Jesus, and the right gospel. I talk, talk about the three big rocks. And there's all these things that we can discuss, and it's fun. But just make sure we don't miss telling the world <laughs> about what the three big rocks are. <laughs> That's how we get to heaven, right? That's how we're saved yes. by that King of Kings. But beautiful thing. Hey, Amen. We were, we were talking about this just the other day, Rick, that you, know, you think over the time that we've served the Lord. Mm -hmm. And how, say, 10 years ago, you believed one thing and through discussions with people about the Lord and the word and everything, we may have changed our opinion on that. Mm -hmm. So everybody's on like different, uh, I, hate to say, I hate to say levels because we're all the, le the footing, it's level at the foot of the cross. You know, we're all the same equally. No one's no respecter of persons. No one's better than another. But more right. spiritually mature you might say or uh so you'll have differences in opinions about what this scripture might be and it's it's important that we come together and discuss those to develop because truth drives us all it's supposed yeah. to drive us all into one 
eventually yes. everybody's one if think about it if if god was not based on the word which is our plumb line so we know what's truth and what's not it was just based on our imagination and everybody made up their own god in their head it'd be all over the place but there's one god and that's what brings us all into one and he's love so why would you want to dispute that right mm -hmm. right 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 good it reminds what you just said there just remind me of Acts 17 11 one of my memory verses i love and it says now the jews were more noble than those in Thessal thessalonica and it's talking about um here and the, the berean jews is actually what uh, the a lot of a lot of versions talk about now the berean jews were more noble than those in thessalonica they received the word with all eagerness examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were true so be a Berean. They talk about a Berean, right? A Berean is somebody who searches the scriptures themselves. So if you have a prophet that's saying something or you have a teaching that's saying something, um, doesn't mean you just accept it, right? You read it for yourself right. and you search the scriptures. You examine the scriptures with eagerness, yes. right? To really yes. understand yeah. what's true. Uh, and um, that you- Katie had a good share here, Rick, when you're through. Okay, go ahead. I'm done. Uh, she's got in the chat here about the 24. Mm -hmm. She found this online in First Chronicles 24. The descendants of Aaron, who were the priests in Israel, okay. were divided into 24 sections to determine the order in which they would minister before the Lord. In First Chronicles 25, the musicians were divided. Musicians were divided into 24 sections. And they were responsible for worship in the house of the Lord. Some scholars would say the 24 elders represent the 12 tribes of Israel combined with the 12 apostles. Like I was saying at the first there, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, representing how God has bridged the gap between the old covenant and the new. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Katie. That's, that's, that's great. That's interesting. That's yeah. And so 1 Corinthians 24, uh, 1 Corinthians 24, it was chapter 24, I would guess, is what they were talking about. It's too bad they didn't get verses. That's a oh, uh, talking about this one, it was First uh, Chronicles 24. Oh, Chronicles. Assessment. Yep. That's what I did wrong, but it's still, still a pretty big chapter. And so let's see if we can find 24 somewhere in here. Probably spelled out versus uh, 24. Let's see. So it's probably spelled out 20, 2nd, 21st, 24th. I'm not sure exactly where that is. This is this is part of searching well, stuff out, right? <laughs> I don't see I don't see anything in one Chronicles 24 that talks about divided into 24 sections. So. Uh, anybody sees that let me know uh but anyway so you're in chapter 24 right yeah uh, let's see maybe search uh, i'll just search search the term for the sons of aaron descendants of aaron maybe descendants yeah sons of aaron 24 here's the 23rd to July and the 24th to Michelle I don't see anything we're dividing into 24 maybe there it is 24 maybe it's going one there it is one through 24 there it is so it's seven verses 7 through 18 so okay I see it now and so the first lot fell to 
this person, then the second to this person, the third to this person, it spells out all 24. He's had as their appointed duty in their service to come to the house of the Lord according to the procedure established for them, Aaron and their father, as the Lord God of Israel had commanded him. So that's really cool because that kind of goes with your the number 24 meaning priesthood, Gus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And, and then all of a sudden here you see this division in 24. So these can and be... also the churches because they were the churches in those different regions. I don't know about that. Where would we? Why would we think that this matches to churches? Because didn't Aaron's didn't isn't that how they spread the gospel at that time? Because they didn't have. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. Um, how to, I don't know how it relates to the churches. I understand it relates to the priesthood and how they split the priesthood. Well, I think all the first Christians were Jews. They, all the first Christians were Jews. And so they were all in the tribes of Judah, and they were all—they would all have been the first churches. That yeah. was before we had churches like we have now. Yeah, I understand. and they—they—they they, they shared the word through the spoken. They, sh- uh, <laughs> they spoke the word to one another, and they shared with one another. And so, I mean, they wrote letters to one another, and when they had questions and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's why that's why I said at that time, those were the twenty-four churches because they were the sons of Aaron, Aaron. and they were the first churches, I think. But that's just me. Okay. This is there's no, no just no evidence in the New Testament talking about twenty-four specific churches, but um, this is evidence in in the Bible. Just being a Berean of scripture telling us here's 24 things right of division of the Aaronic priesthood which i think is kind of probably the best evidence but who knows would love it more and here's here's where i do a deep dive and look up each one of those names and see what they mean and you you, you amaze some of the things that you find it's just wild no i love it i love it though but it it could be there you know Teresa might be completely right that there were 24 churches well i was just saying that because because of the 12 tribes they were spread all over the world basically and they had they started churches wherever they went right and i would i would would bet you there were 78 churches or 56 churches or 47 churches right that's that's my point (laughs) so so we're trying to talk about the 24 elders i think you know let's church the scriptures and see what we find i'm thinking the 24 elders may have been some of them may have been apostles that started churches so what do i know yeah potentially yeah, but I, I, these I, I, twenty-four I love were surrounding the camp, right around the tabernacle in the wilderness. Yeah, the, and what's interesting, what I love so. is, is, is she also says yeah, she also says twenty-five, uh, verse twenty. Um, so let's let's get stick with scripture, not opinions here, because I think that's real important as we just teach people how to be a Berean, right? So it also talks about uh, twenty-five, right? Um, so let's go there. There was another one that was divided into 24, she said, uh, that, that article said. Uh, 25, the musicians were divided into 24 sections as they were responsible to worship in the house of the Lord. To me, that we're on, yes. we're on to something pretty exciting here, right? That, that, this, that, that this was also split into 24. Um, so I'm just searching on the term four again to see where, where that is. If I can spell four, I already had it in there. That was silly. 14, there it is. So here's the 24 again, where it's spelled out from the first to the 24th. So the first lot to, so here they are, they split up. So here's two different examples of them splitting 
priestly duties and musicians into 24. So, and they have harps, remember? In, in uh, Revelation, they have harps. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think we're onto something pretty good here. I think uh, Katie found it. Uh, 1 Chronicles 24, Chronicles 25. Um, some scholars would say the 24 elders represent the 12 tribes of Israel combined with the 12 apostles, right? So I think it's one of those two, I, I would guess, if I had to guess, right? Um, but again, that's why we don't know for sure. But boy, that's pretty cool to see scriptural evidence yeah. uh, being a Berean, looking at the scriptures. Um, I love that. Uh, think outside the box. Holy Spirit will show think us if we are willing. Good. Yeah, says Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Thanks for the great question. Hey, Rick. Go, go ahead. Rick, I just wanted to say, you know, that sure brings light to the way that you know, we're supposed to worship God where, mm -hmm. you know, you, in Revelation, it talks about the four beasts surrounded by the 24 elders worshiping God. And when you go to Chronicles, it talks about the, it, you know, it's, it's the musicians yeah. that are worshiping God and how yes. God wants us to praise him and worship him in song and in prayer. And yes. it just really um, brings focus on how that we're worshiping God. Yeah. Yes. Very good point. Very good point. I forgot to flip this over. I was thinking that as yeah. well. Something along yeah. those lines, Katie. Yes. Yes. Katie, the truck driver, giving us, give us. A, so, but uh, yeah, that's real cool. <laughs> real cool discussion. Hope, yeah. Hopefully, you can see how, um, how just digging into the questions in Scripture is fun. Number one, and do doing that like mm -hmm. what we talked about with Acts, um, seventeen, mm -hmm. right? Where seventeen eleven, where it was talking about being a Berean, be that Berean Jew who just digs into the word and uh and i love it because that, that's kind of a great segue to, to to end this is 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 let's worship him that's what the whole point is is that the elders were worshiping yeah. right so yeah. and they split the 24 into elders in chronicles 25 that we just read about and with that let's just go into there's a this last song this is more of a deep worship song but i just think it's a good one to end on and so <laughs> it's called nothing else and uh annette do you want to do this one yeah, a lot of scripture, but what oh, the heck? it's like <laughs> it's so small. Yeah, this is small for you. Let's let's just have Gus do it. And it's too light. Yeah, let's have oh. let's have Gus do it. Sorry, <laughs> I can do it. All right, clean my oh. glasses off. It's so light. Yeah, it's all up. right. Here we are. It's blue on blue is tough as well. My beat. I just I just want nothing else, Jesus. Nothing else will do. Yes. Yeah. First John 4, 18 and 19, there is no fear in love. Remember, if you feel or sense fear, it's not God coming into your vessel. It's the enemy. Mm -hmm. There's Amen. no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. We love him because he loved us. And then we've got, then Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. That's Matthew 16 and 24. And then the second verse we're highlighting is, I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. Mm -hmm. All the saints are in your hand. They sit down at your feet. That's Deuteronomy 33, verse 3. Mm -hmm. And then Philippians 3, 3. I like the threes. Mm -hmm. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. We are to have no confidence in the flesh Acknowledge when you work in the flesh and cast it down. Walk in the spirit. 
And then the third, the third line we got here is Jesus, you don't owe me anything. I just want you. And uh, we've got for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us, we need Jesus. Romans three and twenty three, and finally Deuteronomy six five says, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength." And that's the Shema prayer they prayed every day and. In Jerusalem, in uh, Israel, mm -hmm. Deuteronomy six five. Let's praise him. Deep worship song. We started with worship, let's end with this beautiful, nothing else song. I'm caught up in your presence. I just wanna sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment I never want to leave Oh, I'm not here for blessings Jesus, you don't owe me anything more than anything that you can do I just want you I'm sorry When I've just gone through the motions I'm sorry When I just sang another song Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you I'm sorry When I've come with my agenda I'm sorry When I forgot you're enough Take me back to where we started I open up my heart I'm caught up in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught
beautiful isn't it <laughs> I see Terry br uh, br brushing her tears away thank you Jesus <laughs> yeah how beautiful Just, uh, thank you, Jesus thank you praise you Mm -hmm. definitely something cleansing to the soul to just be able to just in front of God and everybody just worship him and just lift up your voice of course if we all lift up we tried it one time Rick you remember I'm backstage <laughs> they can't do the two second we're all in one place yeah. we could probably do good <laughs> they have yeah. make a joyful noise right yeah. not a pretty sounding one just joyful <laughs> right. we could be yeah, very joyful it takes me back to a time where um, I was a sophomore in high school and there was a lot going on in my family and um, my best friend's brother was 
older than me. And so he took me, they belong to uh, um, Episcopalian church. And it's back in a time where the chapels were left open and you didn't have to worry about anything. And um, when it says, take me back to where we start, mm -hmm. that's where I went. I just wanted to be, I needed to be there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's real, uh, it's really emotional for me because God just took a hold of my life when I didn't really even know him since I wasn't raised in a church. Mm. And he just really took a hold of my life. Mm. And that's where it really all began for me. I love it. Beautiful. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. That's how most of us get started, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. We all probably have stories to tell, but you know, I was thinking uh, not to take away from that moment there because it was beautiful. Um, in First yeah. Corinthians, I think it is chapter twelve. It talks about there is no schism or division in the body of Christ. In a long time, I've sat here and thought: before Jesus comes back, all mm -hmm. these denominational divisions are going to have to. All these walls are going to have to come down because we're all going to be one in christ the gospel mm -hmm. what do you say rick the right god the right gospel yeah. the right jesus yeah three big rocks the devil wants to divide us over every little tit and tat, every little thing but we don't like tonight we had the discussion about this 24 elders and we developed and edified ourselves in it and it's all good but yeah, yeah, I think they... And Teresa's probably right. <laughs> it's probably the 24 churches that were there. <laughs> we're going to find out. <laughs> but who knows? Uh, but but yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, kingdom against the kingdom will not stand. Mm -hmm. yeah. As you're talking about today. Yeah. It's okay. I'm going to study it more because I want to know for sure. Yeah. I, I I know what I was taught, and I don't know how to explain it very well, so I'll just study it until I can. Yeah, there you go. Oh, did that? a good job, Miss Teresa. Yeah. So what? Yes. That's being I a Berean. You did a good job. Yeah. I understood you perfectly. Yeah, you're going to be a Berean, yeah. a Berean, though. That's, I think, that major point I like to just talk to the whole audience out there is that, is that, uh, this is not. Well, I don't this... have a computer, so I can't get to my Bible okay. while I'm on the while I'm on the phone with you guys. So I can't yeah. I can't pick up a Bible and do it. Yeah, so I have to I have to do it from my brain. Yeah, <laughs> and I have a very small brain. Right. No. <laughs> now that, but that... I have a very good brain. God gave me a very good brain. I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah. No, and that's why I just mm -hmm. um, encourage everyone. Hopefully, you saw that interaction where. We, we were doing what Berean Jews did, right? They, with eagerness, they studied the scriptures to see if Paul said it was true, because this was huge. This was the, they're saying, the, basically saying, this is the Messiah that was here, and you actually nailed him to the cross. It's like, whoa. So they literally, with eagerness, dug in to the scriptures to see if what Paul said it was true. So if you want to know what we say are true or what somebody else says is true, it's very important that you get the word of God in your Daddy. heart. The prophetic words are really, really adamant about that right now. It's your responsibility to have the God's word in your heart, not anybody else's. And that you don't need to go listen to everybody teaching. You can just get into the word yourself. 
right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. all those commentaries it can be good sometimes, but check the commentaries by the scriptures. I like to just look at the scripture and pray yeah. about it and just see if the Holy Spirit reveals. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I think we've been mistaught on a lot of various scriptures, you know, like uh, I have not seen nor ear heard the things that God has for store of them in heaven. We'll read that little section. You'll find out, but he's revealed them to us because yes. we can unlock mm-hmm. the mysteries in his word. So he's talking about the kingdom of God. It's all around us. And there's, there's a lot of little, little things like that. We were taught Jonah in the whale. Jonah was really a, not a really good person, but we're taught that he was trapped in this fish and he came out a hero and you know, the kids books all show it. I, I heard a good, good uh, commentary on that the other day, but anyway. Well, a lot of these people in the Bible weren't really that great of people. It just goes to show that God uses whoever. God uses everybody. He he uses everybody. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Matter of fact, none of them were good, you know. We can't relate. The whole point. We can't even use a truck driver. I won't say none of them were good. Right. He takes them perfect and makes them perfect. They had their moments. Yeah. It shows all the imperfectness of everyone and why we needed a savior. Amen. But God glorifies himself through them. He takes the imperfect and makes them perfect. Thank you, Jesus. Well said from England. He can't glorify in someone who is perfect because he is perfect. Yeah, the Bible's not about perfect men. It's about a perfect God. Yeah, right. He displays himself against the the, the backdrop of imperfect men. And their best moments are when they, their best moments are when they trusted in God and believed in, like Abraham. He messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Threw his wife under a bus a couple times, but he believed God. Yeah. And it was accounted unto him for righteousness about Sarah birthing Isaac. So, yep. all right. I wanted to yeah. somebody a Zoom he user. I'm not sure who Zoom user is, so let us know your name, Zoom user. <laughs> but she said, I, "I received this on 4:24. This is a revelation she got from the Lord." I would, I think, rejoice! Freedom is coming. What the enemy is doing will not come to fruition. Celebration is on the horizon. Amen. 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 Now, isn't this Amen. fun? Amen. Hey, this Amen. is a word and worship, guys. Uh, I think you love it. Amen. Uh, Amen. Amen. Hope you're enjoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Zoom user, what's your name? <laughs> Linda. Linda, thanks for being on. We appreciate you. I think Hi, I saw Linda. you. Are you in the neighborhood? Hi, guys. I think Hi, I, I Linda. I think I saw Thank you, picture. user of Zoom. Yeah. Zoom, I, I am the only one with the zooms with the thing on it. So. No, I love Zoom. <laughs> you are too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You just. Okay. Yeah. But we want no, to tell. This is. Go ahead. Go ahead, Linda. Sorry. No, this is such a blessing to be with all of you tonight. It's mm-hmm. such a blessing. Mm-hmm. So. And you are blessing us mm-hmm. with your <laughs> presence. Yeah. yeah. All right. 424. Who would have known? I knew that that message was for, for to be delivered somewhere. I just didn't know it was tonight. <laughs> All Praise right. God. Yes. Praise, Praise God. God. 
Yeah. Yeah. So this is the format. I think that we just opened up more questions than it answers, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, the answer is pretty simple. The answer is worship the Lord God Almighty. So, praise, God. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Hey, and I know that uh, we usually do an hour and a half on Friday nights, and we're well into uh, over two hours now, I think. Uh, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to uh, open it up, mm-hmm. and this is a beautiful, fun thing, though, isn't it? And we'd love to have you backstage, those of you in Rumble and uh, wherever you listen to this, whether it's Facebook or BitChute or Brighteon and Clout Hub, where it goes to yeah. on 20 different platforms. Um, we want you back here. This is what this ministry is all about, is not learning the Word, worshiping Him, praising and praying on Mondays and Thursdays, worship Word and worship on Friday and Sunday. And also just Tuesday and Wednesday, we have uh, the, the Q&A with the beautiful Patriots. So we'd love to have you here. So go to blessedteach.com and go to the Backstage tab. Blessedteach.com, go to the Backstage tab. Also, when you go to blessedteach.com, sign up for the show notes there on the front screen. That'll allow, you'll get the Zoom link for the Sunday night special broadcast of the webinar we're going to have to really talk about how this is a unique point in time, a window of opportunity where we can prepare ourselves for the great harvest. Again, the great yes. ex, the great exodus is coming. The great yes. awakening is yes. here. That storm's going to hit, and then the, then God's going to need all his workers. And uh, the more you've bonded with your family and friends Prepare. and understand how to communicate to them, that's what Sunday night's mm-hmm. all about. So join us Sunday night, 6 p.m. CST. Um, to get the Zoom link, you'll you'll need to yes. just sign up for show notes. Go to blessedteach.com, blessed2teach.com, and sign up for show notes. All right? Join um, the neighborhood so you can get in some of our groups. Yeah, that's another beautiful thing that uh, that that Pam just mentioned is that we have the the, the B2T neighborhood. Now I just upgraded it, just did a huge it's neighborhood.social now. So uh, you guys might be getting a few extra notifications and everything as it cleans out itself out. Uh-huh. But this is the Oh that's what's happening. Yeah, so we did okay. a yeah, major update. So now it's neighborhood.social. So we just kind of rebranded it. And uh, really it's the Christian Impactor platform. Right, this is where we all get together. It's a free platform, just like Facebook. Um, we invest heavily into this, by the way. And but it works just like Facebook. It's got groups, it's got pages, it's got fun stuff such as polls and quizzes and live videos that you can do. It's got discussions with blogs and forums. It's got, you can actually put photos and videos and even documents like PDFs and things up here. There's events, obviously you can post up here. We do that quite a bit. We have uh, Curtis Grimes and Brian Artist coming up here. So um, and there's a, a store of all the, the, the sponsors, all these Patriot companies. There's tons of them that are, there's our, our, our gear, our, our swag, if you will. Uh, blessed to teach swag. Um, there's a new shirt right there. I don't know if you can see that very well. But uh, anyway, this is a full functioning um, uh free platform similar uh, community platform right and one of the what what pam was talking about was the groups groups is where we have these active zoom groups where you can get to know other christian patriots there's like seven or eight of them there's two new ones just formed i think this god squad as well as intimacy with holy spirit are two new ones that have just in the last couple of months this in the last week i think so again wow. each day each day you can be, be part of zoom groups of these beautiful patriot christians uh, God Squad at 11 o'clock on Wednesdays. Intimacy with the Holy Spirit, noon on Tuesdays. PCR, we do Tuesday nights after the show, as well as Thursday at 11 CST. 
Uh, then we got Growing the Fruits of Spirit, noon. Yay. Yeah, on uh, CST Sunday. Yeah. Courts of Heaven just got finished. It went, went to, yes. It was beautiful today, beautiful. I heard. Beautiful. Uh, five, 3 p.m. on Fridays. <laughs> prayer Share Care, Sunday at 3 p.m. Yeah. And we have yep. Prayer Warrior Group Training that's at 7 p.m. That's also where Gus does his Bible study on Galatians. He just finished that up. What are you going to go over next, Gus? What's the next uh, t topic that yeah. you're probably going over? I guess you're you're still muted. And then the I'm muted, so you can't hear me. I'm I'm praying about. It. I'm thinking maybe Ephesians, but I'm not sure yet. Okay, awesome. Uh, that that'll be oh, that'll that'll be Wednesday. And then a safe place to talk is noon on Sundays. This is the original uh, group that we started. It's called Truth Connectors. I think you really enjoy that. So. Anyway, I know a lot of people are unmuted right now, and it's a little chaotic. But what? Let's. Uh, if you ever, I think that we've got a great place to just to wrap her up. I hope to see you Sunday night at the uh, the, the webinar. Again, it's going to be a, the big part of how we're going to become impactors, Christian impactors for the for this great harvest that's coming up. This is the window of opportunity we can take advantage. Sunday, 6 p.m. CST. I uh, can get on the show notes so that you can get the Zoom link for that. Blessedteach.com. Blessed the number two teach.com. And then you'll also get a daily email uh, after my show so you have all the links to everything plus a little commentary about what we talked about if you missed the show i think you really enjoy the show notes um, that are all free so again the, the show is free the show notes are free the webinar is free the neighborhood.social is free backstage is now a pay forward model so it's free so we would really like you all to, to, to be part of this go to blessedseats.com go to the backstage tab come backstage to zoom with us um, five nights a week plus Sundays now. I uh, love you guys so much. With that, if all the backstagers would not mind unmuting and saying goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Shalom. Love you all. Love you all. Love you all. Talk to you soon. You. See you tomorrow. I'm sorry, not tomorrow. Tomorrow is the one day we have off, right? So uh, there are several groups tomorrow, though. So go look at that at the neighborhood, neighborhood.social. And then we'll see you Sunday morning as well as Sunday at 6 p.m. CST. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Yeah. CST. All right. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, Gus and Rick. Bye-bye. Bye. Shalom, shalom. Beautiful. There's Kevin all the way from Australia. We got Australia, Sweden, England in the house. If you're international, you're more than welcome. We'd love more here. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Bye.